Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal Match Day edition of Inside Arsenal. Of course, I hope wherever you're watching or listening to this around the world, you are having a very, very good Tuesday as we head toward tonight's game in Spain, Sevilla versus Arsenal in the Champions League. The Champions League is back. It feels like quite a long time, doesn't it, since that really disappointing defeat ultimately in France against Lons, which has put a lot of pressure on Arsenal really going into this game. Of course, can't really afford another away defeat. Need to get something from this game against the Sevilla side, who have been struggling a little bit in the league, I think the 13th, but have started to improve a little bit after that poor start season. Had a very good 1-1 draw with Real Madrid at the weekend, played very well in that, could well have easily won that game as well. And we all know how good Sevilla are in European competition, especially at home as well. So this is going to be a difficult game for one uh, for Arsenal, and it's one don't really have too much room for error after that defeat in France. They need to get themselves something to come back to London ahead of the next sort of two back-to-back home games that they have coming up. So we'll talk about that. We'll look at who might be starting. We'll do my predicted 11. Look at what Mikel Arteta has been having to say ahead of the game in his press conference. Got a few questions and comments from you guys as well to end it, of course, as well. So let's get going, shall we? Big night in Spain, as I said, for Arsenal. Um, I just really do need something from this game. That Lons game is still sort of kicking yourselves, I think, Arsenal, uh, how they managed to come back from France without anything from that game. Didn't play well. Lons did. Still some big, big chances missed for Arsenal. They cannot afford to do that tonight. If they get some big chances in and around the final third, they have to take them. They can't waste them like they did in France because it doesn't take much for... um, teams in this level, at this level of the competition to punish you. And that's what Lons did. And it's what Seville will do tonight if Arsenal don't take their chances. Mikel was speaking about it in his press conference yesterday over in Spain. The squad flew out in the afternoon from Luton 
arrived in Spain, Jorginho and Mikel Arteta doing the press conference duties. Mikel was asked, you know, what can you learn from what happened against Lons taking into tonight's game? Uh, he said there are a few from that game, especially that in the Champions League, you cannot give anything away. Both boxes are tremendously important to have control of the game. And there are always going to be moments that you can get away, uh, that can get away very quickly. You have to understand why this is happening and how the game went away from us. But there is a loss on our side to lose the game the way we did, even though looking about two times, we didn't deserve that result. And, you know, ultimately, I think when you look back at that, that game against Lons, Arsenal didn't play well. Lons did play well. But when it comes to sort of chances created and big openings, that should not have been a game that Arsenal had lost. They had more than enough chances to get themselves at least a point in that game. They didn't take them and Lons were just clinical at the other end with two fabulous finishes. Um, and it was just another disappointing away defeat in Europe for Arsenal. And under Mikel Arteta, and it is still a big question mark hanging over Arteta, is his ability in Europe to get his side over the line, especially in knockout games, but even in group stage games away from home. You know, Arsenal had a really poor result away at PSV last season in the Europa League, got turned over comfortably in that game in Holland. Um, then they struggle away, then they struggle in the knockout rounds as they have done consistently under Mikel Arteta. Apart from that one season, they got to the semi-final against Villarreal when again, they were really poor in that semi-final. Um, they just need to learn to win away from home in Europe. And it sounds simple, but at the moment, Arsenal haven't really found the formula under Mikel Arteta to do that. And he was asked, you know, why has your form been up and down away from home? And he says the opponents are really good and to win away from home is always difficult. But to win away from home in Europe, you see a shift in all the top teams that they are not the same results. Margins become critical and the emotional state of the game in certain moments goes through in difficult ones. So that's absolutely key. And look, margins are difficult. And in Europe, when you're playing, it doesn't matter who you're playing against. They're going to be totally boosted by the home crowd. And it's always difficult to go away in Europe. A draw away in Europe is not a bad result. You draw your away games, you'll win your home games. That's always been the rule. But for Arsenal at the moment, they're not drawing those away games or enough of those away games. And then that needs to change. I think tonight will be a big, big game from again against a severe side, like I said, who haven't had the best of starts in La Liga. But they've changed their manager, got a new manager in, had a decent performance against Real Madrid at the weekend. Like I said, could easily have won that game against Madrid. And this is going to be a hotbed of an atmosphere, just like it was in France. Um, saw Sevilla absolutely destroy Manchester United in Europe last season. Um, the intensity they played with in that away game in in Spain was just United. It could not deal with them. They got blown away, you know, and Arsenal are going to have to deal with that type of intensity and that type of atmosphere tonight. And if they don't, then they're going to end up with nothing. And it's something they really need to show that they can handle. OK, looking ahead to who might well be starting this game, I feel like Kai Havertz comes in. I'll be very surprised if Havertz doesn't start this game. I think Mikel's going to make changes. I don't think he'll make widespread changes, but I think he'll make a few from what we saw at the weekend. I look at Kai Havertz and I think Kai Havertz probably starts. I look at Tommy Asu. I'd be surprised if Tommy Asu doesn't start. Not sure if it'll be a right back or left back. Probably left back, I would say. Um, but I think he comes in. You know, Thomas Partey as well, after sitting out the entire game against Chelsea, which... As I said at the time, I wasn't overly surprised just because of all the miles he'd done uh, travelling with Ghana at the international break, having just come back from the injury. Um, it didn't surprise me he didn't play that game, but I think he probably comes in for this game. You know, potentially there's a Leandro Trossard question. Would Trossard come in for this game? Um, but I think there will be changes. That I think there has to be changes. Arsenal have got a few days off before the Premier League. Obviously, they're playing on Saturday. This is a Tuesday night game. They're at home on Saturday. So not like they're travelling anywhere up and down the country on Saturday. So got a bit of leeway, Mikel Arteta. I don't think he's going to rest everyone, but I think maybe sort of 
two, maybe three changes from the team we saw play against um, uh, playing against Chelsea the weekend. I think Kai Havertz certainly comes in. Wouldn't surprise me if Kai Havertz plays as a central striker in this game, to be honest. He came on against Chelsea again. He made an impact. He was heavily involved in the goal, um, the equalising goal, just as he was when he came on against Manchester City. And time and time again, I've said it now, whenever Kai Havertz plays as a nine, he has impacts on game. He looks so much more comfortable for Arsenal. He looks so much more better, so much better. Whenever he plays in that left eight role, which was kind of earmarked for him, the one that he's never really played before, where he's, which he's clearly still trying to learn, he's struggling and he's not having as much of an influence on games. But I think as a nine or as a false nine, whatever you want to call it, he's having impacts on games. And it wouldn't surprise me if he plays there today and Arsenal just try and beef things up a little bit with the uh, the changes that Mikel Arteta is going gonna, is gonna to make. Um, Mikel was talking about Kai Havertz and Jorginho has been speaking about him as well at the press conference yesterday. Um, Mikel was asked on if you'll sort of see the best of Kai Havertz in this competition because he's got such a good record in the Champions League and such good memories of the Champions League. And he was asked, you know, is that one of the reasons you brought him to this club ahead of, you know, your first Champions League campaign since 2017? He said, that's certainly one of the reasons, plus quality and the number of things he's already done his career at his age. And then to improve the starting eleven as well, because he has tremendous quality and that is going to help us to be better. Jorginho was then asked about Kai Havertz, and he said, look, I think Kai has so much potential. I've tried to stay close to him because, to be honest, he's a great guy, an amazing footballer. Of course, he's just arrived at the club. So many new things for him to adapt to and learn. Of course, he's going to show so much more, but I think he's doing well, to be honest. I'm sure he's hungry for much more, and I'm sure he will do it. You know, it's another big opportunity. If he does start tonight against Sevilla. It's another big opportunity for him to make his mark. Slowly, we are seeing him have impacts on games. You know, you look back to that, it was a really key moment in uh, against Chelsea in the build-up to the game when you watch his play. And it was interesting. Jamie Carragher highlighted yesterday on Monday Night Football. It was really good analysis, actually. That Mikel, just before the uh, Chelsea were just making some substitutions and Mikel changed the tactics completely. You saw him shouting at Kai Havertz, who had been playing in midfield. He told him to get up top play as a central striker, and for Emil Smith-Rowe to drop in alongside Declan Rice in midfield. Arsenal immediately restarted the game. The ball went long. Havertz got his chest to it. One, Arsenal won the second ball. It came back to Havertz. He laid it out to Saka. Saka crossed and Trossard scored. Within half a minute, Arsenal had equalised from making that tactical switch by Mikel Arteta and moving Kai Havertz up front where he can sort of just, where he just looks more comfortable. I think. Um, so, yeah, and that was a good moment for him. Obviously, got the, the assist against Man City, scored the goal against Bournemouth as well before that. So, we're starting to see little bits. Not enough by any means. He definitely needs to show more, but we're starting to at least see Kai Havertz start having impacts in games and, you know, building blocks people <laughs> slowly but surely. Hopefully, fingers crossed, that's signs that uh, he could be beginning to settle and could begin to start making his mark properly on games. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so my predicted 11 for this game, I'm going Raya in goal. I think Raya starts in goal again. Um, ben White, Saliba, Gabriel and Tommy Asu. That's my predicted back four tonight. I think then I'm going to go with Thomas Partey as the six. So basically replacing Jorginho, who uh, started in that position against Chelsea. And then I'm going to go for a, a midfield of, this is an old predicted 11. I've changed my mind. I've just realized I haven't changed. I haven't changed my uh, um, slide. So that's disappearing off screen to com- just to, uh, so it doesn't confuse you. I changed my mind from that predicted 11. So this is what I've gone for. Raya in goal. Ben White, Saliba, Gabriel, and Tommy Asu. And then I'm going Thomas Party in the number six, Declan Rice and um, Martin Odegaard as the midfield three. And then I'm going Saka on the right, Havertz as nine, and Martinelli on the left. So that's my predicted 11 for tonight. Raya, White, Saliba, Gabriel, Zinchenko, Party, Rice, Odegaard, Saka, Havertz, and Martinelli. Um, so, yeah, I think maybe we'll see Gabriel Jesus on the bench. Um, I'm sure he'll come back in at the weekend against um, Sheffield United. But, yeah, I think Kai Havertz might well be playing as a number nine. Remember, of course, that's just a predicted 11. That's not what I'm, I know that Mikel Arteta is going to do or anything like that. That's just me predicting what I think might well happen tonight. Um, obviously, the goalkeepers was a big talking point again uh, at yesterday's press conference after all the chat that's happened since uh, Saturday with David Raya, Mikel Arteta was asked if he thinks that Raya is struggling with the pressure of being at Arsenal and playing at a club of the stature of Arsenal. And he says, I haven't seen that at all. He was then asked if there was added pressure as being a goalkeeper. He said, there is a pressure of playing for big clubs when you have to win and you have to be at your best and you have to uh, and you have someone next to you that is pushing every single day. But we can go player by player or position by position. And you can tell me what's happening with the left back, the holding midfielder. You've asked Jorginho a question already and Gabriel Jesus is here. And there's another question on that. That's the debate and that's the beauty of the game and the fact you have lots of options for making those talks more frequent. I still think Raya comes in. You know, I had my say, we had a bit of a debate on it in yesterday's show. I just think Raya is Arsenal's number one. And I don't think the errors, if you want to call them that. And like I said, I didn't particularly think the Mudrick one was down to a real bad individual individual error from Raya. I just think it was a very lucky goal that um, that unfortunately made Raya look a bit silly. But I don't think that is a massive individual error. Um, but I just think he's Arsenal's number one. And I think he's, you know, Aaron Ramsdale has been moved out. And I think it's pretty obvious. And I think Raya's a better goalkeeper. I do think Raya's a better goalkeeper than Aaron Ramsdale. I don't think he's performed anywhere near his best yet at Arsenal. I think he's probably, although Mikel's saying, he's, you know, he's not showing that he's struggling with pressure. I think there maybe will, is something to do with that, the extra spotlight that's on him because of the whole situation. But I do ultimately think when he signed, I thought he was a better goalkeeper. And I still think that right now as well. And I think that he is Arsenal's number one and I think he'll stay as Arsenal's number one. I'll be surprised if that if that changes. Um, there's a couple of co- comments from you guys on David Raya, which I'll talk to talk about 
uh, in a minute. But I just wanted to to mention this is, of course, uh, um, a sort of derby, the Jose Antonio Reyes derby. Arsenal signed Reyes from from um, Sevilla. He ended up back at Sevilla at the end of his career after you know going to Real Madrid and everyone else. And um, you know, just such a special player. I loved Jose when he when he came when he signed. I was so excited about it, and you know, he was produced some thrilling performances for me. Never really settled at Arsenal, but still had a big, big impact. Was a key member of the Invincibles. You know, gave some brilliant me- memories. The game against Chelsea in the FA Cup was just so special. Um, he scored the winner against Spurs at Highbury once. I remember which I love. He scored a really crucial goal in the one-all draw against Port- uh, Portsmouth at the end of the Invincible season. Arsenal were losing that game. He scored the equaliser. They drew 1-1 and they kept that run going of being unbeaten that season. You know, he was a really popular player and it was such a tragedy what happened to him and Mikel was speaking about him yesterday he says I have great memories he was my roommate we spent quite a lot of time together he was a fantastic character and a very special personality and had an incredible football talent at that age I can't recall a better player than him he had everything he played for both clubs and he's part of our history in a big way because he was part of the Invincibles hopefully he's up there and feeling proud of both clubs and uh, tomorrow will be a very special night with him and there's a really lovely picture there of uh, I'm not sure who that is, but I presume it's one of the severe directors or uh, president with Mikel Arteta, both with flowers in front of the picture of Reyes in his severe shirt and in his Arsenal shirt as well. So special night tonight. And uh, yeah, God bless you, Jose. Um, OK, before I go, just a couple of comments and questions from you guys. I've got a couple here on the Raya situation. Carlo Gunas says, hi, Charles. I think Arteta will stick with Raya long term because he wants us to play with a goalkeeper playing high, inviting pressure, free and space for the other outfielders. And playing around that pressure is more suited to Raya than Ramesdale. If it doesn't work out with Raya, I see Arteta being ruthless again and looking for another keeper to do exactly what he wants. I can't see any way back for Ramsdale long-term unless he improves in these areas or Arteta changes how he wants us to play. Um, there's one here below from uh, Tinton Darvishal. I think, oh, I'm sorry, I've got that wrong. Let's just say uh, Tinnerton, shall we? Uh, says, the Ramsdale-Raya issue reminds me of Bravo versus Hart, obviously at Manchester City. This would be a non-issue if Raya was English. De Zerbi is rotating his keeper. Not a single word has been said. Makes no sense. The coach has made a decision and he has the right to make that decision. It's his choice. If Ramsdale wasn't English, this wouldn't be an issue whatsoever. I do kind of agree with that. And I've mentioned that before. I remember me and James Bench talking about it on an Inside Arsenal Extra Time. I think the fact that this is such a big issue over here and there's so many questions about it at press conference is that Aaron Ramsdale is English. I think it's a big point, a big part of it. Um, And the press are going to continue talking about it because, you know, he he was really pushing Jordan Pickford for the England number one spot. He just played for England as number one before he got dropped for the first time. So I do think that is an issue. I also think it's an issue just because Ramsdale's such an incredibly popular player here. You know, we all love him. The fans love him. And so I think that is a big issue and that there wasn't, you know, it wasn't a huge error or anything like that that led to him losing his spot in the team. Um, and so I think that's sort of added to it as well. But ultimately, I do kind of agree with Carlo up there. I just, I, as I said, I don't I don't really see a way back for Aaron at the moment. I just think Ryers Mikel's number one and I think he's going to stay number one because of the way he plays. Because he what the, And although these errors, again, if you want to call them that, and there have been some errors, we saw it playing out from the back and that sort of stuff. But it just happens. Look at Tottenham last night with their goals against Fulham. Both of those goals came from playing out from the back. We're seeing it week in, week out. Every team is doing it. It's just the way football is now. It's the modern game. It's that risk versus reward. And a lot of the time you do get caught out and it does end up costing you. And it did nearly did for Arsenal against Chelsea. It did for a lot of teams at the weekend. So it's not just an Arsenal thing. That's just the way coaches 
in the modern day want their goalkeeper to play. And I think Raya is more suited to that Arsenal. The stats back that up ultimately as well. And um, so, yeah, I agree. I just think Raya is the long-term it's a long-term plan at Arsenal and I think it's going to stay that way. Um, and I'd be very surprised if Aaron does sort of force his way back in long-term now as the number one, but we shall wait and see. And uh, just quickly one bit of a sort of help here for Linners too. It says, coming from Ireland, going to the home game against Sevilla and haven't been, able, uh, haven't been to a game in a long time. Where is the best place to soak up some atmosphere pre-match and what time would you recommend getting there at? Um, well, it depends. If you talk about pubs, Linners, you know, I, I love, the Tolly is always great. The Tollington it is very, very busy on a match day. It's right by the stadium. The atmosphere is great, though. Um, you, if you are going to go there, I'll get there early. So get there around midday-ish, spend a couple of hours there before heading to the stadium. It is busy. If you want a quieter pub, but still a very, you know, busy Arsenal pubs and head over sort of Highbury Way, Blackstock Road, you've got, you know, the Gunners, um, the Arsenal Tavern. It's not called the Arsenal Tavern. It's called Brookhouse now, I think it is, uh, which is, I went there before the Manchester City game. Um, like I said, you've got the Gunners up there. Um, uh, I, I can't believe I've forgotten the name of the one that I always go to. How have I forgotten this name? But there's about sort of three or four pubs up there. Um, oh, this is going to really annoy me. I've forgotten the name. I've forgotten the name and I can't actually search for it now. But yeah, you head over to Blackstock Road there's, and just walks down and that way. Like I said, you've got the Gunners, Brookhouse and, uh, and plenty of others up there. So maybe head in that direction. Plus you get to walk around Highbury as well and see Highbury, which is always a good start to your day if you're going up to the Arsenal, especially if you're from uh, my sort of era and it brings back some very, very happy memories. But Holloway Road's always busy. Get into the stadium, I would sort of sort of 2.30ish now. It gets very, very busy. So head over there. But I hope you have a really good time. Then I hope you enjoy it. I hope you find a pub and uh, you have a really good time. And ultimately, Arsenal get the win for you as well. All right, that's it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for watching and listening. I uh, hope you enjoy the game wherever you are tuning in from later on this evening. I'll be back tomorrow to discuss it. Uh, I'm going to have to pre-record that video tonight. I'm going to be watching it over at my dad's house. I'm going to have to pre-record tomorrow's video um, after the game tonight because I'm out tomorrow. It's half term and I'm taking the kids to Legoland and it's going to be manic and crazy, but I still want to have an episode reacting to tonight's game. So I will pre-record it tonight after the game and you will have it as usual to watch or listen to tomorrow. All right, everyone. Thank you very much. Have a very good day. I'll speak to you soon. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.